हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक माई नेम इज़ नचिकेत शेट्टी एंड यू आर लिस्टिंग टू गेट फिट ऑलरेडी पॉडकास्ट इन माई इंस्टाग्राम प्रोफाइल आई हैड कंडक्टेड अ क्यू एंड ए आस्किंग माई फॉलोअर्स फॉर क्वेश्चन रिलेटेड टू कॉन्टेस्ट ट्रैक एंड ऑल्सो हु दे वुड लाइक टू हियर द मोस्ट फ्रॉम आउट ऑफ ऑल द नेम्स दैट वर सजेस्टेड इन द क्यू एंड ए डॉक्टर अनिकेत जाधव एंड अनिकेत शेट्टी वर द मोस्ट कॉमनली आस्क फॉर नेम्स एंड राइटली सो both of them started out as online fitness consultants back in 2016 together and until now they have uh, an experience of having trained more than 1000 clients each more importantly both of them have an extensive experience in having trained athletes for natural bodybuilding as well as powerlifting shows in the recently conducted bodybuilding competition icm bodybuilding competition in goa Uh, a few of the athletes that these two guys had trained went on and competed over there all of them secured a placing in the top 5 in each in whatever category that they competed in more importantly two of the athletes from team zadhav akshita arora and nilesh meshram went on to win the overalls nilesh meshram won the pro card in men's physique category So without further ado let's start with the podcast and here's Aniket Zadhav and Aniket Shetty for you. Yeah. Hi guys. Hey Rajit. Hi. Okay. Okay. Uh ye podcast podcast mein sirf contest prep ke bare mein baat karenge. Maine wo I had done a Q&A kiya tha Instagram pe ki if I were to do a podcast on contest prep who would you like to have and what would you like to ask. So un logon mein se sirf do questions liye hain. so my name is dr jadhav uh, i have done my graduation in bms and my post graduation that is masters in anatomy uh, i am a fitness consultant with fitter uh, also i like to like one of the what you call feather in my cap is uh, prepping people for their competition okay <clears throat> so i'll go ahead and introduce myself um this is one uh, session where i have the highest uh, levels of identity crisis neither do i have a unique face here neither do i have a unique name here so <laughs> this is one of those videos that we are uh, podcast that we are here on uh, so i uh, i am also aniket but shetty not the doctor i have uh, like aniket dr aniket jadhav and i both started in this uh, field as fitness coaches at fitter together four year four, it will be four, four years back 2016 yeah uh, 2015 to 25 december 25 december so four years <laughs> So, but so, we know each other from yeah, September. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, yeah. So uh, both of us uh, actually we both of us have uh, the same uh, journey more or less. A little bit. Uh, a few things are different here and there. Uh, both of us have been prepping uh, uh, athletes since a very long time. He got uh, his athletes pro cards in this last ICN. In my case, uh, I did have athletes there, and the last few years also there have been athletes who have won the competitions. but uh, one thing that i take pride in is i have like both of us have been teaching um, students since last 3 years um, over 7200 students have passed out under our guidance so far and uh, yeah last just since last 2 years i have been working with uh, indian national teams boxers as well 
um, he isn't because he did not want to. <laughs> it isn't like I was called special. That is why he isn't uh, there. He wasn't because he wasn't. He did not want to. He did not have time for it. So yeah, this is. These are our. Uh, let's not go on uh, about ourselves. It would be too narcissistic then. <laughs> so let's start with what we are here for. So, what's our question, sir? So, I'll just uh, start off uh, directly with the list. You both can make your opinions known, uh, opinion your uh, or, or your anecdotal or uh, science-based, whichever it is. Uh, you can make it known. I'll, the first question I want to ask is most importantly, uh, what is the difference between? I mean, basically, contest prep. Me, what do we want the athlete to be as lean as possible while retaining as much muscle as possible. But uh, so basically, you fat loss, fat loss ki tarah bhi dekh sakte hai. This is yes. which is what general layman looks at it as. Ki fat loss ki is pitna kya hai. So uh, I would want to know from both of you ki isme difference kya hai. I mean, if you were to explain it to a general layman, general fat loss jo hai, jo ek transformation challenge ke liye karte hai, aur ek contest prep mein, dono mein difference kya hai. So I'll start first. So basically, uh, fat loss is when you lose a uh, x y z amount of fat. when clothes start fitting better and people you know like appreciate like hey man you're looking good you're looking lean oh. contest prep is where people will start saying to you ab bas ho gaya bahut zyada lose kar raha hai okay that is contest prep when we will start losing more fat so if i have to sum it up if how do i describe fat loss versus contest prep oh. the difference is very simple you running 4 kilometers marathon is fat loss and you running a full marathon is a contest prep <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah so um, one more factor all three of us would agree is in fat loss you can have you are going to have a better health by the end of it yeah <laughs> in contest prep yeah. your mental health and your physical health physical both health. are not going to be uh, the best uh, the but the main difference here uh, if i have to think about just the pictures that we get at the end are uh, in the contest prep it is not enough just to have those visible abs there you have to go the extra distance where um, we try to reduce some water retention if there is uh, the uh, muscles need to pop out and depending upon the categories the how dry or uh, dry they are going to get at the end of the competition uh, or on the stage uh, the degree of that will also be different so yeah this will be uh, for normal fat loss we won't need that and uh, second thing that i would say is when it comes to a normal fat loss <coughs> so there uh, we wouldn't uh, need someone to like uh, the uh, one of the main differences there is uh, we can take care of how bad their metabolism is going to go what are their if and we we can keep everything very comfortable and very convenient for the client in um, contest prep uh, after a certain point as the competition comes near uh i think we we have to keep these things a little bit aside where it becomes where we have to think about only their comfort and their convenience because in normal okay. fat loss our uh, goal um, all three of us agree here is so that they can maintain that for the rest of their lives yes in contest prep we do not want them to maintain that after the competition that's enough go ahead there is there are certain protocols after the competition ends also but we are going to talk about it uh, further in this so also i like to add okay. is uh, i think we'll agree on that is 
forget about the fat loss and like fat loss is just one part of the contest prep yeah. it's more than that yeah. it's how you look on the stage it's how you prep on the stage right. how you pose so it's much more than that it's not just fat loss uh, although yes it's a type of fat loss but we have to understand that looking like just because you have dropped down your body fat percentage to certain single digit number doesn't mean that you are going to look good at the stage okay it's more than that it's like uh. exposing okay it's how you present yourself it's more than that it's just not okay. like chalo uh, abhi single digit pe aa gaya body fat percentage 4% 5% chalo like i'm going to be the winner no it's not going to happen like that there are going to be okay. people uh, who are going to compete with you or fat loss mein one of the thing is that na uh, probably what you say is in fat loss you're not competing with anyone okay when it comes to contest prep you're going to on going to be on the stage with probably some of the what do you call genetic you're going to stand as on some people who are genetic freaks also <laughs> which is going to happen okay now so it's it's basically also in fat loss as compared to the fat loss the mental game in contest prep is pretty high that means like okay. we'll come to like maybe later on but again the mental game for contest prep is much more higher acha acha so uh, if if i were to uh, summarize it uh, the major differences between a uh, major you know it's simple fat loss and a contest prep is that uh, on contest prep you just take it to the absolute extremes that is the limit of a human body yeah. secondly what you are more emphasizing on during contest prep is how you look instead of how you feel how your health is yeah. uh, all of those things really do not matter whereas and most importantly contest prep is something you're doing just for that one day you are not looking to sustain that whereas fat loss is something you're looking for a longer term so this is how you want to uh, this is how lean you want to stay for the rest of your life while maintaining your health yeah. okay okay and also of course the finally final look and all of that how you uh, pose blah 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 okay okay so that's 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 great uh, and uh, one more thing is theek hai uh, contest prep karna hai uh, wo decide kiya hai athlete ne but you as a coach i'm i'm aware of the fact that as a coach we keep getting these requests ki mujhe prep ke liye uh, competition ke liye uh, prep kar do nahi to kisi photo shoot ke liye prep kar do kisi fitness based photo shoot ke liye prep kar do so uh, one important uh, thing i want to know from you as a coach is uh, how do you screen the athletes before taking them under your wing because it's going to be a rigorous process for you as a coach and for them as an athlete so how would you uh, how do you screen your uh, athletes and what are the prerequisites that you look for when you choose your athletes so the thing is that now let's not say that what we we uh, keep the prerequisite i think this prerequisite no. should be done for everyone Uh, to be matter of, to be frank uh, i don't have any such prerequisite of what i want in an athlete but i know what i don't want in an athlete okay so like so what okay. from my side i never i'll never see that okay if this athlete has got xyz things okay but i'll definitely see if some of the factors that i don't want in an athlete okay okay like one of them is like uh, like coming out of an any eating disorder Okay, we all know right. that right, right, bodybuilding right. is a sport that attracts people who have some kind of eating disorders or maybe body right. image issues. Okay, uh, I don't right. want if somebody is trying to recover from it to compete and that exaggerate whatever the feelings are, because right. Right. the obsession towards food is going to get increased. Okay, jitna aapka right. the deep right. the deeper that you are going to go into the prep, the deeper you are going to get in the prep. um one one prerequisite i always ask my athlete is how do your people around you feel when you are on a diet that is a very oh. important part because 
if people around you are afraid that you are on a diet that isn't a good thing because probably you'll win and okay. maybe a pro card but you're going to be an ass for okay. then then there is no point of you doing a prep uh, i think i i got uh, uh, like after um, few of the athletes got pro card like i got a lot of request from uh, instagram saying that mm-hmm. sir mera bhi ek sapna hai ki main ek bar stage pe utru if you are that guy <laughs> if you say that i want to go on the stage at least once that is my bucket list oh. Realistically yeah. talking, don't do it. Not worth it. Not going to like. I think we were discussing just just before we we were uh, start the podcast. We were discussing about few people who have gained gained a lot. When I say a lot, a lot of weight in the past. There is last no three weeks, no, no control. I was just talking to him uh, about one of the athletes. Not going to name him, and he was like, "Control नहीं हो रहा है." I am not able to control my eating. Okay, <laughs> if this this control like uh, sorry to yeah, yeah, continue, but uh, very few people understand this or realize this, and I'm saying when when I say very few people, even the athletes or the coaches who have some experience, even they refuse. I don't know why, but even they refuse to uh, acknowledge that there is this thing uh, that sentiment of craving is so strong. It is as as good as as strong as strong as you having anger anger issues. when you are angry you cannot control your uh, actions or your thoughts every single time um, that you are angry of course you are not going to raise your hand every single time but you cannot assure me that you will never raise your hand it is the same thing with craving but that is with a uh, masked villain where it is just the foods and we don't look at them as uh, villains anymore so we go on a binge over there and this ha- this is uh, very much visible after a competition <coughs> yeah go on. yeah so i'll just tell, share one of my experience so a lot of people don't okay. know i i started competing in 2010 okay like most of the fitter people okay. uh, for most of the fitter colleagues of mine think that the first time i competed was in 2016 the first time the first half okay. 15 but the thing is that i competed first time in uh, 2010 but that time i actually didn't did any kind of dieting i used to be quite lean only it's like because okay. yeah because the thing was uh, like I was waiting for the time between my graduation and my post grad before beginning. So it was oh. like around eight months of oh. time, and I wasn't doing anything. Basically, my okay. my my eight months were uh, going morning to the gym, and every alternate day, either I used to go for wrestling or I used to play volleyball. Either one of them. So I, <laughs> that time, yeah, wrestling or volleyball. Okay. So I didn't had to do any kind of you know dieting or cardio or anything. I used to maintain oh. like probably six pack abs at that time. I probably when I did the For sure, in 2010, I must have dieting. I I I remember I did a diet for like less than four weeks. That was that was my first time. A long yeah. way to go for a coach. Yeah, that was I. It was less. Than, I remember it was less than four weeks. Okay, okay. Because again, did had any knowledge, but the 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 prep prep what I did for the first time was in 2014. So uh, I just told that. if the people around you get afraid that was me basically in 2014 during my prep that time my girlfriend and now my wife like i remember a lot of time we going out and you know like just uh, like uh, she she is someone who you know like to involve a lot of things and we that was so many times we went out out for something to eat and she like she offered something and was like did you know i was on a diet pata nahi ki dekho diet hai mera it was so many times you know so like the 2014 and even the 2015 prep it was really bad for me 
not in the terms because again i was being an asshole let's be upright there like after that you know i had to recall myself and just uh, i think it was my mother who told me that sun beta kuch zyada ho raha hai bas karo okay no it was my mom that actually Achha. actually just gave me a wake up call and uh, told me that listen whatever you're doing it's fine it's making you fit but it's also making you an asshole okay it's like uh, every time there was something like तेरे को पता नहीं मेरा डाइट है डोंट यू नो आई एम ऑन अ डाइट नो आई नीड माय डाइट फूड सो बेसिकली आई वाज बीइंग अ एसहोल सो इफ यू आर समवन लाइक दैट आई वाज इन 2015 डोंट लाइक डोंट बी बिकॉज़ व्हाट हैपेंस इज द ऑब्सेशन टुवर्ड्स योर बॉडी इमेज और ऑब्सेशन ओवरस टुवर्ड्स योर फूड इज गोइंग टू गेट हायर ओके आल्सो आई स्पेसिफिकली लाइक टू यू नो मेंशन अबाउट बॉडी इमेज इशू द रीजन इज दैट जस्ट थिंक ऑफ ऑफ इट लाइक दिस वे Okay, you have prepped very hard for sixteen okay. weeks, twenty weeks, twenty-four weeks. Okay, you go on the stage. Okay, you know you have dieted very hard. You have done your cardio. You have done your resistance training. You did anything? You everything. You go on the stage, and then the judges say, "Well, probably the other person is much better than you because you are lacking on X, Y, Z things. Your cores are not better. Your lats are not okay. bigger. Whatever it is, just think of it in the terms of okay. if if you already have a body image issue, what is what it is going to do to you?" you worked your ass off for 20 24 weeks 16 weeks whatever it is dieted hard but you find when you go on the stage it's not good enough so what it does is that time also. you are mentally weak also mentally weak also exactly just think of it it's what what happens is that then the person who is on the stage probably starts to question himself that what i did wasn't enough probably i should you know do it more that is something that again you if if you are someone you know who gets offended or who feels bad after every you know like uh, if someone comments yaar yeah, kya mota ho gaya kya if someone comments yaar kya ho gaya like every time someone stressed, uh, tells you something about your body and you if you are someone who gets did i gain weight did i like if you are someone like that don't do it because again not a healthy thing for your mentally not at all important yeah <clears throat> so so in my okay <coughs> not just the judges telling you some you are mentally so weak at that point this happens with not with all but this happens with uh, this definitely happens with quite a few people where if they come on stage the everyone in the crowd they start uh, you know clapping they start cheering and then the next athlete comes in and he doesn't get enough cheers and every single time or uh, let's say <coughs> the uh, crowd is paying attention to one specific person and not the other or and if you end up being that other person this destroys your uh, self esteem a lot and yes. on stage you can see the uh, that specific athlete who is getting affected his performance in terms of posing starts deteriorating and very few people actually notice this Correct. the uh, one of the main main things that i do whenever i attend such uh, bodybuilding event is this <coughs> as time goes by how much how is your confidence being affected and how are you handling that uh, very few people like uh, kishore competed this time mm-hmm. he did not go there because he wanted just once or the body image issue no, nothing like that he, he went there because he loved that concert and he enjoyed. went there he enjoyed he didn't care if there was anyone else on stage i don't think he realized that there were other people on stage also <laughs> so uh, that is that is the perfect mental um, capability like mentally that is the place where you should you should be at uh, mentally and uh, when we say what are the kind of uh, uh, what are the kind of things that you see uh, before you uh, try to guide them uh, 
this thing is definitely there there was one of the female athletes who won also this time in icn uh, she was assigned to me and i did not want to guide her uh, two months three months like four five months before the competition i did not want to guide her it was because of the bad eating habits that she had uh you i mean i mean it guiding her from there on going forward would have been i would have felt guilty after that because i knew that is going to go downwards after this and i asked her like i randomly messaged her uh, i just uh, just because i uh, couldn't hold myself back two months before the competition two months or one month before the competition and i asked her are your joints peeling i just first question was how is your prep going great awesome second question was how are your joints hurting you now she said it does every day it hurts so this was two months before the competition um it is only uh, like i we can only imagine how bad it might have been after the competition if she hasn't uh, started eating and uh, i don't know it is a fa- uh, and said one more thing that i uh, look at is uh, i specifically i made this questionnaire also We'll share it with both of you uh, uh, soon. Where uh, I ask them why is it important for you to get on stage, and uh, like what kind of a feeling would you get, and why is it important for you to feel that feeling? So these uh, because um, otherwise, and th- this needs to be there. This is I'm uh, specifically mentioning this so that all the other coaches also whoever is listening uh, try to incorporate this. But uh, you need to ask this question, and it needs to be in this way. there is an art of questioning the okay. athletes also because they know at that point they want you to coach them they will give you the answers that uh, the uh, athletes that that you that are being coached by you already so um, this is the specific re- and when you ask questions like these what are they going how are they going to know what i am expecting out of them so that is what i'm telling you uh, ask these questions you'll know if uh they are ready for this or not so these are few things that i ask for if they are uh, ex- exerting themselves already since the last 10 months and they are still 6 months away from the competition this is one uh, red flag second thing is if they are already under eating to a great extent just to maintain that frame of abs 6 months before the competition another red flag these are definite uh, red flags where we uh, where i do not feel like uh, uh, prepping them but yeah uh, okay other than this i don't think there are a lot of things where i demand i need this i need that i don't want that okay yeah also i like okay. one more thing if, if if this is the like i like athlete to have at least two to or three phases of fat loss done okay if this is the first time okay. that the athlete is doing the fat loss phase that to this extended okay. fat loss phase that that is okay. go go great with him um one more thing that i like to add is that uh, if someone was already in a uh, extended fat loss phase within a year that is something that i'll i'll not suggest that someone to you know sh- go on the stage because you already had an extended fat loss phase you want to come out of that and then probably build some muscles and then go on if someone has been already you known that okay that guy has a guy or girl has been on a fat loss phase for 6 8 months and then maybe 6 months down the line he wants to prep up for a, a Uh, competition that 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 isn't a good idea okay okay so this was this was good uh theek hai theek hai so that was a bahut lamba ho gaya ye list <laughs> but uh, i think it is equally important also to understand that if you are going to get into something this serious and you are going to get be that invested in something like this it's important to go through this list once before you even uh, opt into this yeah so that's great uh 
सो एक और क्वेश्चन ये था कि वन वन ऑफ दी मोस्ट फ्रीक्वेंटली आस्ट क्वेश्चंस इन दैट एंटायर क्यूएनए वाज अबाउट द पीक वीक सो फर्स्ट देयर विल बी अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल हु डू नॉट नो व्हाट अ पीक वीक इज दे जस्ट थिंक दैट इट्स जस्ट फैट लॉस करो ऊपर चढ़ो सो व्हाट इज पीक वीक एंड वहां पे एंड गोल क्या रहता है इन लेट्स से यू पुट समवन थ्रू अ पीक वीक यू आर बिल्डिंग अप टुवर्ड्स सम सम एंड गोल सो व्हाट इज द एंड गोल एंड व्हाट इज दैट पीक वीक so i consider only four things when i when i like so what i want to achieve is first is like the muscle fullness okay that is something of a prime importance you want your don't want the athlete to look like flat okay you want the muscle fullness right. you want the muscles to be very well defined uh, with very minimum uh, like water retention or uh, under the skin and maybe around uh, a little bit of more dryness what we can call it if again the that is a part like if you, if you if you are not holding any subcutaneous water you are prob- you are going to look dry only these are the like three four things right. that I, i target like okay these are the things that i want on my to my athletes on the this okay. yeah peak okay. week is so just that is the end goal yeah end goal is this only end goal is to look good on stage now um, of course the peak week will be different for different categories but yeah uh, the peak week is just you change the condition and you that is the last makeup that you make before that uh, leanest condition that they have got uh, so it is like you have got a canvas and that canvas is ready when you are at the leanest now you are going to draw this uh, picture on top of it um, which is needed for that uh, competition so if someone is at the leanest and is and, is, and needs to is competing in a bodybuilding category now their muscles will be bigger but at the same time they will at, be, uh, at their uh, leanest when well, if it is a men's physique i don't want any kind of vascularity i don't want uh, that kind of a lean physique as much as that of a bodybuilding competition um also okay. i wouldn't want him to look that big their posing will be different so posing and all uh, aside but there will be these things that will be different so in the peak week the amount of carbohydrates that you carbohydrates uh, manipulation in terms of carbohydrates your water your salt will change and there needs to be a um, close attention paid towards this thing so uh, this thing okay. will change in the peak week and this is um, it all three of us attended icn you all of us know that there are so many athletes who uh, weren't who did not get placed because the, they screwed up this part so this is the most important uh, part having a good yeah thing. yeah this is this is like finishing your competition on a high icing on oh. the cake yeah ah oh, okay so basically during uh, so before, uh, first you get the uh, get the athlete uh, to become as lean as is uh, humanly possible see no that, that is not the thing it's, it's, it's every category actually requires different kind of body fat percentage okay like um, huh. although although it's a theoretical thing sometimes you do see that uh, a person more leaner although not required will win but on an average uh, a bodybuilding is bodybuilding lean is as lean as possible then comes the classic okay. physique with which will require a little bit of higher body fat percentage then will be the um, physique Physic. category and then the new category that is the fitness model that will so on fitness model you can say someone having an body fat percentage of between 10 to 12 is some something that you can target and rest all will just sure. go lower from there no but again here um, <coughs> one more thing um, that i uh, addresses between the bodybuilding in bodybuilding you need to be as big as possible as well yeah. in physique you don't 
so uh, if that athlete is, wants to compete in that physique category then um, wouldn't this thing look good so this this is the interesting part for the three of us this uh, this uh, this part so uh, if someone is looking really big so, so someone like you Mm-hmm. If you did not want to compete in a bodybuilding category and you wanted to compete in a men's physique category, wouldn't it be a sensible thing to bring you down to the leanest condition where you look the smallest? Mm-hmm. Your smallest is bigger than me, baby. Bigger, huh? <laughs> no. So uh, at that time, uh-huh. um, just um, uh, working on that end peak condition, end peak, end peak. wouldn't that um, fit you into that category and keep you from looking that big? Yeah, it will. But we have to also consider that we have to also take into consideration the hip and the waist ratio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hip and the no. this ratio, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder ratio. Okay. okay, like <laughs> I got a pretty small waist for my shoulders. Okay. Okay. Now we have to take into consideration okay. that uh, he's right that if I'm looking too big at uh, let's say for a physique uh, category, oh. uh, if I'm looking too big, it's probably good that I lean down a few pounds or a few kilos, huh. um, then go for that category because I don't want to look too big. Again, think of it huh. like this, that uh, the feedback that you get from the judges is after dieting too hard. It's like, hey, you are too good for this. You sh- the <laughs> reason we are not making you win is because you're too good for this. You don't want to listen to that. If someone says that, hey, you're lacking something, in fact, you can work on that. Right. <laughs> but just think of it, someone saying, hey, you're too big for this. And you're like, what should I do? Because I think hearing that you're lacking something is much better. But if you someone says that, hey, man, you're too good for this category, you should probably opt for bodybuilding. And that time, I think you'll be crushed like much more than getting a feedback from the... Because here, you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You, you are not going to go out and lose muscles. <laughs> okay so okay so uh, that was that was and uh, when you uh, uh, of course my next question was going to be about what you what are the different categories that the athletes compete in but you guys already uh, spoke about it the same thing but uh, speaking about that uh, so what are the major differences in the peaking protocol between these categories so you mentioned three categ- three main categories over here bodybuilding uh, physique and fitness model mm. Uh, where of course body fat percentage will differ between all three but uh, apart from that uh, what are the is there any difference in the peaking protocol that we follow for all of these or how is it no so, I, should, I, should I take this first huh. so in the peaking protocol again um, it is just the carbohydrate intake the, these manipulations in terms of carbs okay. water and salt if necessary these will be different okay. in all three categories so again, depending uh, as since their end goal is different, as he said, uh, described earlier in the difference in the categories where you uh, in a physique competition, you don't need vascular abdomen or the uh, striated glutes, which is something that you need in uh, bodybuilding category. So in the bodybuilding category, again, uh, I'm not going to load uh, like uh, if in the physique category, if someone is extremely lean at that point, I have two choices. Uh, I can either show uh, keep him flat where his muscles do not pop up. This will be um, uh, sensible if the athlete is already heavily muscular, then keeping him flat wherein we are not load- loading enough carbs makes sense. But if he is not heavily muscular and is competing in men's physique, uh, then I am no- I'm going to uh, like this is my own uh, protocol where I will load the carbs just a little bit more than what is required to pee. Uh, like, uh, what is more than what is required okay. for a bodybuilding competition. 
so that there okay. is a slight spillover and the uh, vascularity gets uh, covered um, a little bit oh. and wherein your oh. ab, uh, abs and chest and all the muscles look good but they are not looking extremely huge because already your frame is small but at the same time you are that vascularity also gets uh, covered a little bit so this um, oh. the peak week the difference in the peak week for different categories will depend upon oh. this and largely if i have to uh, name just one macronutrient uh, sorry one food item that um, would be given the ma most importance would be the carbohydrates between the like that will be largely different in all these three categories <coughs> yeah for me it actually doesn't matter it will only matter if a if a, if a athlete is please is playing in two different categories yeah on two oh. different days okay if it's like for example if okay. if let's say she is competing in bodybuilding and on men's the physic men's physic on the same day okay then there is no oh. point i'll just make him uh, i'll make sure that he is as full as possible okay for me because okay. again you want him to be bodybuilding lean the chances of him winning okay. uh, so the thing is that uh, you are not uh, although we say that physic doesn't require that many that low of a body fat percentage but uh, in today's like today's time you do see athletes getting quite lean and then winning also okay so okay. but if if there is if if there is like one or two days difference like let's say uh, i had an athlete who competed in two different categories on two different days nilesh oh. uh, oh. mesh on the first day i had okay. to actually yeah, i had to I, we actually loaded around 800 grams of carbs Oh. But on the next day, I actually had loaded around I think two two fifty grams of carbs, only. which is low for him. Which is low for him. Actually, on eight hundred grams of carbs, also he lost I think uh, eight hundred grams. So that that's the thing. So what I'll do is I'll I'll never I'll try to spill uh, spill over the athlete because I'm not very good at that. But I try try to do is I try to I try to keep him a little bit flat so that you know he oh. doesn't look a. Uh, a lot muscular as compared to the other guys again as I, I i don't i didn't want my athlete to get a feedback hey man you're too good for this category yeah so yeah. This, is, this is something to note that like you might have missed out that he said uh, if he's if he's not sure that he uh, that the athlete has just spilled over a little bit mm. it, it is safer to keep him flat yeah this is very important and it you okay. need that humility on the day of the competition you need that humility to accept that see this is let's not play around you have tried uh, like you know you have worked very hard let's keep you flat instead of going uh, trying that you know stunt of you know uh, spilling over then um, uh, like here the uh, a little bit if that uh, athlete spills over way too much then you are done then you have lost the category altogether Yes. So uh, in um, in this uh, in Nilesh uh, in case of Nilesh specifically he he was heavily muscular he was more muscular than he needs to be for that uh, category but over there keeping him flat was so beneficial that he actually looked for the, uh, the part for that category and probably that is the main reason why he won the pro card as well so that thing is there that that thing you need to understand if you you need to have that humility as a coach that. See, I play play this game with the uh, on the day of the competition. Uh, I I have specifically said this uh, to my athletes as well that on the day of the competition, first thing in the morning, you have to click pictures and send it across to me in specific lighting and in specific poses, uh, so that I know the condition and then I tell you how many how much carbs that you have to load on that day. And you have to call me up in the morning if I do not check that message, you will be at a loss. You have to call me on that day. So then we decide how much. Now I uh, tell them to take the so and so so uh, so much and so much uh, carbohydrates on that day. 
by my instincts if instinctively even if i have a 10% doubt you as a coach it is your responsibility to tell him the give him the uh, right picture see this is where what i think about you so this is what we will be doing today so that both this is very important to keep the athlete no, and yourself as a coach on the same page otherwise it becomes uh, a difficult task there will you are going to get over smart athletes who will say nahi thoda sa kha leta hu thoda sa ye karta hu you are not going to get nilesh meshram all the time <laughs> who will tell no sir ne bola data ne sangitle main wahi karunga this you are not going to get that all the time yeah so so just a fun fact i uh, Uh, the a day prior when he actually lost the pro card to uh, to the other guy yeah yeah i actually bodybuilding yeah he was actually quite upset and i told him ki uh, he's like sir aaj kitna carbs karna i just told him ki ek kaam kar jaake biryani kha bas photo bhej dena mere ko biryani ka i just told him he like i like sir sach mein mujhe sach mein khana hai kya aur main fir sir tension ye nahi lete risk nahi lete i just told him you go and enjoy the biryani <laughs> so now everybody is going to think that biryani is the key <laughs> biryani is the uh, secret behind the optimal peaking optimal peaking yeah okay. <laughs> so uh, basically uh, one uh, one uh, so one important thing uh, that uh, we discussed over here is that uh, uh, it aligns with uh, this one thing that i heard from i think eric hems or eric felson i don't remember uh, it is that uh, it's better to be at 95% full yeah than being 105% full yeah that that is all because see the thing is that once you spill over now you cannot do anything yeah you can't do anything yeah you cannot do and like be at 95% yeah see you you can you can put all the science uh, that you want but i think uh, we had went to singapore where yeah. cliff said that you can put all the science you want but you have to accept that uh, peaking athletes is an art okay yeah. so you don't want to practice an art that you are not good at i personally am not good at understanding the spill over or how much i should do but i do understand right. that okay this is the line which i shouldn't cross so that is something right. that i always keep in mind because again you have to think about that the spilled over look is real like i know that i cannot correct it playing with so, fire ha, even worse than that <laughs> okay so i am not going to do anything that is going to uh, like make sure that my athletes looks bad so i will i do know that okay now this is the point also uh, i do a little bit differently than what aniket does um he actually um, asked the athlete uh, to send him pictures on the day and then he tells them to uh, load accordingly uh, uh, the uh, whatever the car was yeah. i actually do it prior only okay so what i do is uh, i give a lot of refills throughout my prep okay x number so i have a small diary with me i didn't bring it but it's a small diary that everybody uh, keeps a note of uh, where every time i give a refill i'll just i'll just mention that aniket day and i do get the pictures with me i uh, like aniket whatever the carbohydrates okay. that i have given me i'll write it flat according to my i, I have got the habit of eyeballing okay. my athletes i'll write it flat over spill or something like that okay so, so the, okay. the over the course of my prep like 16 weeks 20 okay. weeks there are so many refits for my athletes now i accurately know of how much i should load and how much i should not right. so like with nilesh right. how did right. I, how did i come to that magical number of 800 because he had so many refits throughout his entire prep now every time he send me the photos i write it down in my diary nilesh date what do i think about the look is it spilled look or is it flat or is it what so what i do is now now 
again also refuse are the do you tell the athletes um, that see this is flag this is spilled over or this is or how is it like no. do you educate him about this that this is a flat look mm, not probably because okay. i don't think like most of them do understand about like no, the no, term, like like yeah. sentence uh, no, yeah, so, and you tell him no so what i so on the day when i think that okay this is the point where i got it uh that okay this is the point this is the amount of carbohydrates that i need to give a certain athletes i just like for oh. me uh, and like i'll ask uh, him how do you how do the chest pump feel or how do your forearms oh. feel okay because right, uh, right. okay this is a anecdotal i don't have any research related to it but um, if the if the if the athlete says my chest looks p- pumped or my forearms look oh. i feel the pump in my forearms and my chest then that is probably one of the sign that okay the that is that is the limit now do you don't need to do it more um again uh, on the day of the uh, physique competition uh, the day 2 of the athlete even after loading i think 250 300 grams of carbs uh, when he woke up in the morning nilesh was looking quite good but uh, then i asked him that how like he said that i'm not i'm not looking full so but in my pictures he was looking full so i asked him what why, why do you feel he okay. said that uh, sir normally i feel the pump in my chest i'm not feeling the pump in my chest so i had to add more 50, like 50 60 grams of carbs just yes. to make him look fuller again um, one mistake that i i saw a lot of people do is uh, just one or two hour before the competition they were loading carbs complex carbs Oh, forget sorry. about forget about simple carbs yeah, also. No, but the glycosis will take around three to four hours. But but you would understand if they are having simple sugars or direct uh, uh, yeah. glucose or something like yeah. that. I can't understand if someone is having rice cakes. Rice cakes, or, yeah, yeah. So sabu uh, dana kisi. I can't understand that part. Yeah, so so I had to tell him that just do one thing. Okay, take around seventy. I think I don't remember. I told him around seventy or sixty grams of glucon D. Mix it and drink it. Uh, so when I met him, met him on the backstage, I asked him, "How are you feeling?" He's lying like, "Nice, sir. I'm a bit thora, tick lag raha." And I had to actually uh, put in a little bit more carbs so that he gets a little bit fuller throughout the day. The secret food here again was glucondi. So <laughs> have glucondi backstage. That one magic trick. <laughs> that one magic trick. So, okay. So what was the okay, question? Okay, the question? No, no. It was uh, according to how do you prep your athletes for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. What What was the question that you asked? that was something we were explaining <laughs> no what my question was does the peaking protocol change according to the category oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so did you really the point or you started with the end goal for bodybuilding yeah. and then for physique and then how you manipulate it according to how they look on the previous day yeah. so uh, so that was that and uh, <clears throat> so basically what anik uh, dr zadav does is uh, he gives a lot of refeed weeks uh, before the actual date so he has a good i and keeps a note of how they look after each of those refeeds so he has a uh, you have a very good idea about how what at what is at what point how they look so on the day of the show you have complete command over how you want him to look if you want him to look xyz you know what to do for him yeah. if you want him to look uh, something else you won't know how to how to do it or to that with him what aniket does is he asks for the picture on the day of the uh, day of the competition so yeah again and, uh, and this then, yeah i uh, when i ask for the comp- day of the, like their picture on the day of the competition this is not like in 6 months i'm doing this for the first time yes practice i will have i will have tested like it is not like what he <laughs> it is just the terminologies that we are using different he uses three feeds uh, uh, multiple times 
so in my case i um, like this is my thumb rule if it is a female athlete uh, you also follow the same thing if it is a female athlete she needs to be uh, ready looking good uh, not stage ready but she needs to look really good two months before the competition if it is a male athlete they need to look at uh, stage ready or good in a really good shape at least one month before the competition so the, this is where i uh, like uh, i try this like um, this testing of how at how much carbs does how does that person look at how much uh, carb intake uh, i test this 15 to 20 days before the competition also so two to three weeks okay. before the uh, sorry four weeks before the competition i'll start um, that uh, peaking protocol and i'll test off. that once at what kind of car, uh, like let's say someone peaked at 500 grams of carbohydrates i'll make sure that on the day of the competition how he looks i'll know at uh, what pace uh, like on the even when i'm testing that um, um, 500 grams when i'm coming to the conclusion that at 500 grams he looked the best it there is also a specific way of doing that on that day of the competition also every time he ingests carbs you also do this right like every time they ingest carbs uh, there is a picture that is taken so I, so yeah. what I, so what i'll try to do is i'll i'll, I'll ask athletes to send me a, a photo or a video probably one hour after they had their meal okay yeah. so there will be a quite a bit of bloating but uh, to be frank enough i don't give that pictures too much importance also uh just for the okay. sake sometimes like it, it it is important but uh what i want is the end product okay mm-hmm. so for me um when i give the refeed i do have a pretty much idea of if i'm going to give him this this is the expected result because i've seen him through that phases okay although i do do ask athletes to uh, give me the photos after every like maybe after one hour after every meal but uh, for me personally i don't give much importance to them if the end end if i'm able to achieve that end end look if i if i know that okay after ingesting around xyz amount of carbs of giving that athlete xyz amount of carbs uh, i'm going to get get this result then i'm not going to uh, what do you call it, give much importance of how the how he looks throughout the ingestion process uh, uh, there are a few athletes who who you will find that um, maybe midday or at the night they look a little bit better but again then then uh, if that's the case then you'll have to actually uh, manipulate the timing of the carbs a little bit but other than that nothing much right. you need to do okay so okay. Uh, yeah before uh, every coach the, the gist is every coach needs to test that yes. you can't test one day before the competition or one oh, week before the competition also that is not a good thing you need to you test it uh, and you need to have that idea okay <coughs> ऑफ whenever someone sends me i send it back i missed that out i send them back that see this is the limit this is where you look the best this is not for them of course they will have this thing in their mind that yeah i look the best this is but uh, the final decision is going to be mine right so that is just for my record so everyone will have different uh, protocols but yeah and strangely we never discuss these things but uh, invariably we are doing a few things uh, similar, similar yeah, yeah. Okay. 
and also maybe this is also why most of them screw up uh, there are a few coaches who always screw up because they always have the same template plan follow which they follow for the uh, final peak week uh, okay so uh, <laughs> the thing is that uh, I, I was just just talking to someone um, someone the other day and uh, i just told him that what like uh, it was something related to sports nutrition only and i, I asked him that like he has been like uh, my senior and he was doing um, he has his own clinic somewhere in pune and he does his own he has his own athletes and uh, i just asked him a few things and he's like i have been doing this since 7 8 years and i, I just asked okay. him that you didn't feel that you had to change anything in the past 7 to 8 years <laughs> and he was like no it's working for my athletes so the thing is that uh, to be frank enough the first prep i did for any athlete and the last prep i did for my asian athletes are like there must be a day and night difference yeah day and night difference because uh, the thing is that if you are someone who is going to think that okay this is something that works and this is the only thing that i am going to try then then that's a problematic thing no every uh, competition that we prep coaches uh, athletes for every single time we are learning something uh, there are so many things that we share with each other uh-huh. and uh, everything changes so um, um, something like the questionnaire also that we prepare uh, that changes um, this uh, this thing like every single time that needs and that there, that there needs to be that change otherwise how are you growing as growing, a coach yes yes that's the thing right and uh, when you uh, in between you mentioned that uh, for women you get them ready to two months before the uh, actual show and uh, for men you get them ready at one month before for the show uh, so do the peaking strategies uh, so that, uh, does that mean that the peaking strategies also change for females as compared to males or how is it or is just that for females what is the difference here so uh, for me i haven't uh, prepped anyone other than the bikini competitors uh, so f- oh. for for me what i try to do is i just try to make them eat normal one week before the competition or four or five days before the competition i don't uh, specifically load uh, x amount or uh, xyz amount of carbs i don't do that what i what what i'll do is um, let's say a, a bikini competitor is having around 1000 calories i'll just try to make her eat a little bit more that's the only thing and on the day of the um, competition it's like probably around 400 extra calories than what she was consuming in the the least by the least amount 400 500 gra- uh, calories more from carbohydrates but other than that i do not like uh, to be frank enough i haven't uh, peaked anybody other than a bikini competitor but that's that's a common protocol that i see um, is is more beneficial in fact what i found like after prepping a few athletes for bikini is that once you make them eat more they they actually start losing a little bit of water weight that they probably were retaining yeah so uh, th- this you will see okay. with the bikini athletes okay. quite often where you in the uh, final weeks itself mm-hmm. where you increase their calories uh, occasionally or e- not even every day even if you incre- increase it occasionally you will see that they are losing uh, pretty well uh, it is more or less the stress levels are going down they are um, what i have experienced is the women um, you would agree that the athletes uh, sleep also gets affected mm-hmm. in women's case it gets affected a little bit more yeah. than the men uh, so and this also so, largely happens because uh, i believe they lose a, a little bit more water than these uh, men do and this invariably uh, affects their sleep 
um, the carbohydrate intake when it is too low that time also these things get affected their sleep gets affected so when it when we reintroduce that back uh, i don't know you can call it the stress is getting affected or he's a doctor he'll tell you if the hormones are getting affected like <coughs> he will tell you for fact if the hormone what hormones are hormonal activities are happening but their sleep gets uh, better their uh, mood gets better at that point uh, of course it is not going to be the best mood on the day of the competition also they may not they still might be a little bit irritable um, very easy to up, get upset um, but yeah the last few days this is where their stress reduces a little bit when you increase their carbohydrates and increase the total amount of foods also but yeah this uh, the sleep improves and uh, because of this um, the uh, carbohydrate take, like as i said in the on the last day of the comp- uh, on the day of the competition also when they wake up i expect a certain look on that day and uh, uh, accordingly the uh, carbohydrate intake also goes down uh, to be very honest i haven't gotten a lot of uh, athletes who are um, shredded to the bone and who look like the um, women who look in those posters that lean so that i have to worry too much about their abs looking very uh, like abs not looking that prominent on stage for bikini athletes so uh, there are uh, these things also so there are not uh, like there will be these differences between men and women and yeah coming to the peaking strategies uh, the thing is that uh, it i actually do not uh, peak athletes according to what category they they uh, they are doing i i peak them upon how how they respond to the carbohydrate the sodium that i'm uh, you the manipulating or the water that i'm manipulating because every person we have to understand like will react different to different things okay like very example as as small as sodium loading like i uh, i've seen like again a person anecdote I'll, I'll probably never use that sodium loading thing ever in a female bikini athlete okay but probably i use it a lot in all muscular guys okay uh, also like for a matter of fact like uh, as no, simple no, as explain that part also why wouldn't you uh, load the sodium I'll, I'll, I'll come to that i'll okay. come to that yeah okay uh, also for the matter of fact like for example someone let's say um, i know like with the prep i know is a very 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 stressful athlete that athlete is not going to get a lot of carbohydrates not, not as a punishment but for the fact that um, probably a lot of the insulin sensitivity with a lot of stress does get affected which is again then going to reciprocate with him getting spilled the, the spill over look which again i am not going to do so uh, the protocol for an athlete whether um, i have to use so i i basically use two uh, ways of loading athletes only it's the mid load or the back load technique uh, front load I, I i am not very good at it so i i use the mid load and the uh, back load technique to load athletes okay. um, so it, so depending upon how they respond a lot of things i need to take care of like if i know if an athlete oh. is calm and composed um, and i know is not going to you know get um, panicked with the amount of carbohydrates that someone is taking uh, because a lot of things that uh, again a, uh, a basic uh, thing that a lot of athletes think is that sir itne time se deficit tha aur ab itna sara carbs kha liye to bloating nahi ho jayega again we know a lot of fat loss when we do a lot of fat loss and we try to uh, ask a person to be on a maintenance phase we do get the same question so if i know that if i if an if an athlete is someone who is very irritable gets panicked a lot i'm going to make sure that i uh, i i adjust the carbohydrate content accordingly but other than that then uh, the strategy will also like, as i told you i like to 
keep myself in command um, so i'll uh, check for the sodium thing is again the sodium is a component where different people respond differently a beautiful component right. if you know how to use it <laughs> i think uh, right. out of all the three component three three major component that you want to play, play, play in the peak week is the carbohydrate water and sodium for me the oh. the water content is the very easiest to manipulate i don't play it with okay. that all yeah. okay i just keep it like uh, I, i start with the baseline for an athlete is like uh, i'll give him that okay you have to drink x x liters of water starting from the prep okay you do it right. okay and then over a period of time i have a baseline of how much sodium that person is having uh, how much right. water the person is having and yes i do have a control of how much carbohydrates the person is having so depending upon that the strategy will will come into play again as he mentioned that if there is an athlete who is trying to compete in both the categories then probably a little bit changes will be there but other than the strategies will actually depend is is an indiv- for me personally it's an individual based approach rather than any category based approach right 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 okay okay and uh, as uh, as you as you were you were all, uh, uh, talking about uh, sodium manipulation yeah. so uh, coming to that there are all kinds of electrolyte manipulation protocols uh, which majority of the people don't understand they just do it because they read it on some website but uh, some people do play with salt some uh, some some with sodium mm-hmm. some play with uh, potassium some play with water as well mm-hmm. some play with everything that is there that is available <laughs> everything that is available so stop everything <laughs> <laughs> so how does that how does that work just uh, just give us a brief explanation of all of the, these electrolytes oh, so, so so the thing is that na um, Uh, so from where did the thing come as to play with sodium play with potassium play with water ah. is that everybody thinks that we hold water subcutaneously and you want that what you call the dry look right right because if you want the dry look Correct. you have to make sure that um, uh, underneath the skin you do not hold any kind of water, water. water. okay uh, but the thing is that we have to understand that uh, 70% 70 i think 65 70% of our body is made up of water only our muscles water. are like if you just uh, try to shrink out them shrink then your muscle will be of a very small quantity uh, yeah. so so you want to hold on to water but at right places uh, that is an important thing that we need to understand okay uh, so uh, so how did the thing come into play that okay sodium holds water is that we know that sodium attracts water towards itself but we have to understand it where it holds water <laughs> okay uh, so it is inter- like in- inside the cell or outside the cell okay uh, sodium normally holds water outside the cell potassium holds uh, water inside the cell okay so so okay. from there it came that okay so if i remove sodium and just introduce potassium. introduce potassium so what i'm going to have is i'm going to hold water inside the cell that is inside this okay the uh, understanding of this is this is funny i have read this in uh, forums and people have said i'm, I'm wrong uh the logic is the uh, potassium is there inside the cell right uh-huh. and you have more okay. potassium it enters the cell enters the cell now don't have water whatever water is there outside the cell gets built up inside, inside the, the cell. cell and cells blow up skin is dry and you are done that is contest prep okay Doesn't so 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 this is like trying to get the biohack thing right like i have a biohack to get lean dry that so a lot of people don't understand is that when you say that biohack it's not that easy to hack your human body <laughs> like um, just a fun fact like 
we as humans only know 20% of what actually happens in our body 80% we are yet to understand of what actually goes down in our body okay so so finding a biohack of doing this or doing that doesn't work okay so uh, as i told you i told you about the carbohydrate manipulation is that uh, i'll i'll throughout the prep i'll see of how the body responds water is a component that i think it's very easy for me to personally handle because i don't like i don't play with it at all or i don't try to hand like do anything with it it's just like even on the day of the competition my athletes are like drinking water and like everybody having an eye like why is he drinking water like it's fine but like it's it's not an uh, it's not a thing that a component i play with uh, sodium is a component that i i do play with a lot but it's it's again um, thinking of how it uh, react Once. like how different people react to it okay is uh, again a person anecdote that i feel is that uh, if someone is quite muscular okay that person okay. will find that adding a little bit of sodium is something that will benefit him but again uh, you will not find that this is 100% true as well okay uh, just an anecdote that i find out that if a, if a person is quite muscular if you know that okay like good he has got good muscle something that i'll definitely use is sodium other than that i'll i'll, I'll man, like what i'll do is is throughout the prep again uh, my athlete has just gone through a prep uh, throughout his uh, like 16 12 weeks it's just that i don't tell him because i don't like i don't want the athlete to be stressful area mera my coach is doing my prep let me get everything on the point because that's the mentality that they go with right so what i do is once i'll like for um, again uh, one fun fact is like sodium is one of the transporter of glucose so if you are going to cut down on sodium what is going to have is that even on lesser uh, lesser carbs you are going have to have that spilled over look because you don't have got that sodium to transport those carbs so the, that's okay. the thing so what i do is throughout my prep my athlete has gone to a prep it's just that i don't tell him that bhai tera ek mini prep mein kara raha hu like it's not that i'll yeah. tell him that okay that i'll just make a note of all the things around uh, whatever i am doing like um, if i if i if i'm uh, giving him refood refeed i'll just like for example tell him just do one thing add 2 grams of salt today i'll not tell him that because i don't want that athlete to be stressful okay kya hoga so the thing is that na um, like he he does a different thing he he tries to educate the athlete that's a good thing but a lot of time what i find is that um, see the thing is that na um, let's say that i know 1 to 10 things okay huh. my athletes only want to know the 8 9 10 point he doesn't want to know the 1 okay. to 6 point right 1 to 7 point so i know from 1 to 10 point exactly so if i'm going to huh. give him only the understanding of 8 9 10 point what is going to ha- have is is going to have some some different kind of logic behind it okay so i do not actually like what he does is good thing but what i personally think is that for you to understand that 8 9 10 part of the entire circuit you need to understand the first seven parts then you get the 8 to 9 but otherwise what is going to happen is that uh, it's going to happen is that he's going to have some weird logic we all know that with the inter- yeah. easy access of internet he's just going to do some random thing and you know try to find out if something is like working for him or not and on internet you will oh. get that both the sides of the story both are right are right yes you are doing great so that is the area okay but so, no, uh, so roll of roll of salt um, so the to finish whatever he uh, started oh. explaining is 
see without uh, what salt does is once it enters the cells it is like it creates a vacuum for the carbohydrates and the water that is there outside outside the cell so um, if the salts are not there there is nothing to pull them inside the cell and the cells are not going to blow up second okay. uh, like the place i am telling you how all these three factors can be your uh, can be the areas where you will go wrong if you okay. fine you uh, uh, you understood this and you started having salts you did not play with it you did not remove it and this is the best like you know that the the worst thing is removing it completely that is like uh, um, the pinnacle of stupidity but uh, uh, the next thing uh, first good thing minimal thing that you can do is at least don't remove it altogether just keep it keep yeah. it maintain it wherever it is and if you did it even this much uh, there is water intake now people remove water altogether if there is not enough water already outside the cells how are those muscles going to suck them in and blow that muscle cell up not going to happen same logic for carbohydrates also these guys i talk to a lot of uh, athletes uh, backstage uh, no carbs for 10 days 15 days before the competition what is the logic how are those muscles uh, like you know how are those cells going to suck in the glucose uh, inside uh, into those cells there is no logic to that and uh, i have seen athletes who's who really have great physiques but on the stage on the day of the competition or for that entire week for that matter they did not peak to that kind of, uh, uh, level and they, these were the athletes who were doing a contest prep for the first time not fat loss contest prep for the first time and they believe that they were at the best condition of their lives they believe that because that was the best that they reached the, the best physique that they saw on a uh, stage i can assure you that if things were done right they could have looked a lot better on stage in fact they they could have won quite a few uh, they would have been placed also not titles would be a stretch uh, it would be no i refrain from saying that because it would be demeaning to others who were there on stage or whoever won the this thing but at least these guys could have placed uh, higher so that thing is definitely there uh, so removing these three things all together it is a, a, the stupidest thing someone can do to do this yeah uh, also the okay. thing is that now we have to uh, also uh, the thing is that uh, you have to understand that the good peak week a bad peak week and doing no peak week okay a bad peak week is going to make your peak week look really bad that that i think that that we have established but a good peak week and average peak week you will not see a major difference of let's say right. you have done the peak week on point you are going to find that the difference between the person who has done uh the peak week on the point and someone who has done an average peak week with not being an point is going to be a 5% difference only okay not much okay. so if you are going to think that um, the peak week is going to give you something of a dramatic magical thing and you are going to look fantastic out um, on the stage that's not going to happen it's just like 5% but again Uh, if you are if you are going for that pro card that 5% actually holds a lot of it matters yeah it matters it a lot of yeah <laughs> so also for the peak week you have to understand we have to establish one fact that you have to be fucking lean enough okay <laughs> you are not lean enough <laughs> the peak week is nothing is going to work for you uh, okay one 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 point i like to mention is that uh, although not related to peak week uh, directly but a lot of athletes get their uh, on stage weight incorrect okay so what i did with each of my athlete was that when i prepped them for the icn i just asked them what they think is their stage, stage weight. weight 
and oh. whatever the number I got, I just say now minus around two to three kilos from it. That is your stage weight. So <laughs> you are going to get like you are going to overestimate that you are going to look x. You are going to have that look at x y z weight. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you probably just just whatever number comes into your mind, just subtract more three kilos from it or two to three kilos from it. If it's a female, probably two kilos. If it's a male. Like three kilos, three to four kilos, and that is the weight that you're going to have. Uh, lot of like a uh, lot of people will actually overestimate that. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have that seven percent, eight percent, six percent body fat at this weight, but that's not going to happen. You'll have to probably let's subscribe more two to three kilos from it. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is when you are targeting for the body uh, body weight. For the uh, competition, like uh-huh. before they start the prep, they are like, I will be uh, stage ready at this weight. Let's say, uh, what is your weight now? Ninety, something or something ninety, ninety-six. Yeah. So he can't say that I will look the best on stage when I am eighty-six or eighty-four. Hmm. If he so says, if, if I so if I say that I am eighty-four, yeah. then if he was an amateur, if he, he was an <laughs> amateur and he told me I will look great at eighty-six, I would tell him wait. Wait till the last day. You will probably reach eighty. You're going to be eighty. It's something like that, yeah. So it's like whatever weight you're expecting, just minus more two to three kilos from it, and that's going to be your stage weight. Yeah. The answer to the first question: What is the difference between fat loss and trans uh, competition? It is the difference of these three to four kilos. Three four kilos, yes. <laughs> okay. But uh, I actually left out a very important question. So. Uh, How does the training, your cardio, all of those things? How do those things go during the prep? So this is not uh, for the just for the peak week, but the entire prep. How how do these things things change? So for me, uh, the training part uh, just remains pretty much the same. There's the same thing that uh, they have been following. I'll just like to tweak a few things. Uh, if I if I see that athlete is doing a lot of volume, a junk volume. Uh, like for example, I had an athlete who was doing 25 repetitions, six sets of leg presses. a okay. female athlete was doing and i was like nahi karna chahiye so if if, <laughs> if i see that something is really very wrong i'll try to tweak the the existing program a little bit um, also what i'll try to do is i'll try to remove all the uh, compound exercises in the last four weeks um, and try to keep as much as isolations as possible um, one thing that i'll i'll i'll, I'll keep my uh, insisting on my athlete is it's not about annihilation Lot of people think that okay now beast mode, beast mode, and yes. they want to annihilate their muscles, and that is where they are going to get the majority of the gains. So expecting so, like uh, to be frank enough, we are not expecting any kind of gains in the uh, peak, like in the prep, right? We are trying to preserve as much as muscles as possible. Right. Uh, right. Try to incorporate as much as the the athlete is comfortable with the. whatever the i and and yes and i'll not try to incorporate a new movement during the peak okay. break prep uh, i'll not try to incorporate a new new movement he has to continue with the same movement that he has been practicing over a time okay yeah, in okay. my like one more thing i'd add is um i'm pretty sure you just forgot this point uh no one rep maxes <laughs> <laughs> no chance no chance yeah no chance so yeah. uh, i do get this every single prep this happens and thankfully they are very enthusiastic the athletes are enthusiastic saraj so this happened um, last time i think 180 kilos deadlift ho gaya sir uh, competition maza aa gaya competition tak to 190 or 200 to ho hi jayega i said great send me the video and uh, this was just to entertain uh, that yeah send me the video and he sent then i said 
क्रेट अच्छा था और थोड़ा ग्राइंड हो गया अच्छा था। था। मत करना <laughs> इसके बाद कंपटीशन के दो होने के दो महीने बाद तक 150 भी क्रॉस नहीं करना है आइडियली अपने ये करना भी नहीं चाहिए डेडलिफ्ट बट ये 150 भी क्रॉस नहीं करना है और फेलियर से चार रेप पांच रेप पहले रुकना है बिकॉज देन इवन इफ यू टेल देम नॉट टू हिट वन लाइक वन रेप मैक्स and they go to the at 60% or 70% you yes, have to specify failure भी रीच नहीं करना है प्राइम इंपॉर्टेंस मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग वेन इट कम्स टू ट्रेनिंग इज फॉर दी नेक्स्ट सिक्स मंथ यू हैव टू स्टे माइल्स अवे फ्रॉम इंजरीज एंड फॉर दैट यू हैव टू स्टे माइल्स अवे फ्रॉम फटीग slight bit of fatigue okay. you are not going to the gym tomorrow you have to be extra careful here especially in the last uh, couple of months before the competition okay. because the body is anyways very weak here i have seen this uh, stupid things being done uh, by a lot of athletes experienced athletes experienced coaches where uh, in the last few weeks like when it was when when it was the first week first time first athlete that i coached someone uh, in 2016 april may i think <coughs> sorry for a local competition i made him do that depletion uh, <laughs> thing the stupidest things but don't uh, don't do anything that exerts yourself so much uh, do le- less fatiguing things less fatiguing things like as in make them walk a little bit more do a little bit, like help out in the uh, household chores every day something like this uh, if walking is also like देर आर एथलीट्स हु आर फ्रीक्स टेल देम वॉकिंग करने से थोड़ा फैट्स और घट जाएगा दे विल गो डाउन डायरेक्टली टू फिफ्टीन थाउजेंड लाइक थ्री थाउजेंड टू फिफ्टीन थाउजेंड स्टेप्स वुड बी अ जम्प सो हियर अगेन देर वुड बी अ स्पेसिफिक एडवाइस कि अभी फिफ्टीन थाउजेंड से और बढ़ाना नहीं है इवन इफ दे इफ आई आस देम टू लाइक यू नो एट दैट टाइम इफ आई फील दैट देर एक्टिविटी लेवल्स नीड टू गो अटल बिट हायर आई विल मेक श्योर दैट आई रेड्यूस वेट ट्रेनिंग टू अटन लाइक probably two sets of uh, two sets or three sets of the last exercise if because tell them anything that you want at the end of the day they are not going to go extremely light on the weights they are not going to train at 40% so even if they uh, drop those weights at that time and in uh, start walking i think um, your athlete bobby uh, i had advised him uh, i met him in hyderabad so yeah he used to do 15000 steps and uh, i said uh, bobby do one thing there were uh, two and a half kilo dumbbells in the office i told him wo pakad ke abhi jo steps bada rahe ho na wo dumbbells pakad ke karna now this is not that fatiguing that is not that stressful and this uh, uh, athlete that he is athlete mindset that he oh. is he did it with uh, uh, 10 kilo dumbbells i think so this yeah. is the reason why you need to be extra careful with the athletes uh, so with the training especially the only thing that you need to care take care of in one word stay away from the fatigue that one word fatigue the, that should be a distant dream i think dr dadav's uh, athlete uh, kishor also did that uh, yeah rep still failure for deadlift no tell the kilos also <laughs> No, so the, the, that's the thing. So what the thing is that now uh, we have to uh, see. Uh, we have to understand that the prep thing uh, is always like uh, people with certain mentality do get attracted towards right. it. They are the one who like. I'll just you just tell me and I'm getting going to get it done. So most of the athletes that you are going to get are these kind of athletes. Now, so uh, the problem with these athletes is. Uh-huh. 
um, see whenever you get athletes the problem with them is not to um, like you told them go as hard as possible and they did not go that is the easiest this thing is for not them. the this is not the problem that is the easiest thing for them they will do this when <laughs> they are the most tired sorry but problem is to asking them yeah, to yeah they are telling them to stop don't do this next time you are not going to kill yourself so the next time they come walk out of the gym not that exhausted not that fatigued they feel really horrible they feel really horrible they feel shitty on that day and this is very difficult for them to digest mm. is this what i'm going to do for the next 6 months yes you you are going to do this for the next 6 months <laughs> so so uh, uh, the thing is that now what i personally feel is that um, be it any athlete doesn't matter the sport that you are into you have you should always get a coach who has an eye on you okay because if oh, that's right. not the case what what happens is either you are going to probably burn down yourself somebody or the other because right. you want to right. get like again as i told you um, you'll see all the pro athletes most of the people in the pro athletes have the same kind of mentality is i need to get this thing done and i'll do it at any cost okay that mentality does help but we need some like you you need a coach to always especially with the um, you know with the bodybuilding thing is where we have glorified pain right the right. the most for me i think the most stupidest uh, macavelli motivation uh, no no macavelli motivation <laughs> the most stupidest line that what i personally think is i think i know a lot, i'll probably get a lot of heat from it it's no pain no gain i, I think I, it I, is one of the most <laughs> stupidest line ever have said it i know a lot of people are going to pin me and say that i am dumb stupid or i'm going to get a lot of heat for it but i personally feel because the thing is that you don't want to like if you see uh, a lot of bodybuilders they will like uh, they will share photos of how bland the food is but they are making it done they are just trying to glorify pain and you know uh, me and aniketa's coaches see our goal is not only to give out that numbers to them okay it's also to make sure that the uh, they don't burn down themselves that is more important okay second of it is that na the the we should make sure that the athlete get away from that mentality of that glorifying pain okay because right. that isn't going to take them anywhere so, like today right. tomorrow they are definitely going to burn down themselves okay the idea is right. to make sure you know uh, i think uh, uh, jeff elbors the godfather of 3dmj yeah. is an oh, ideal yeah. ideal person who who yes. who actually preaches is that for uh, him uh, it's not only bodybuilding it's the family it's a part of, it's it's not the only Bal- thing in his life yeah yeah, yeah uh, so um, if you know brian witker okay uh, i i heard oh. one of his podcast for him it was first his family second his career i think third was his spirituality spirituality and fourth was bodybuilding i think that is something that we need to uh, in make sure incorporate in most of the athletes okay because um, see uh, again as i told you the focus towards how you look in the mirror how you how are you dieting what food you are eating it's going to increase okay our goal yeah. as coaches is not to make sure we agree with that it's it's our goal as coaches is to tell them it's listen it's not the end yeah. of the world it's not the end of the world yeah. let us like right. see uh, everybody have their own cage okay now we like everybody has their own limitation we have to make sure that we don't go towards optimum okay we have to make sure that within that cage okay we try to find the best result as possible and try to find the best solution as possible right right okay uh, so that uh, need to be hmm. okay so just the final question uh, so 
ओके कंपटीशन इज डन पीक वीक हो गया उसका ट्रेनिंग देख लिया कितना लीन होना है व्हाट आर द डिफरेंट वेज यू कैन स्क्रू अप एंड व्हाट आर द डिफरेंट वेज यू गाइस मेक श्योर दैट दे लुक बेस्ट सब सब देख लिया बट व्हाट आफ्टर दैट आई मीन वंस द कंपटीशन इज डन सो हाउ डू यू शिफ्ट दिस गाय फ्रॉम दैट प्रेप वाला मेंटेलिटी टू post competition recovery so how do you focus on that mentally physically both okay uh, so uh, the um, i think uh, we were talking this thing only before before we started the podcast okay the thing is that na uh, once so you will see a lot of athletes actually binge eating a lot okay uh, is yaar yaar uh, I, i just told him that about an athlete who who actually ramped up his calories to i think 5000 or 6000 just because he was not able to control himself So he just ramped up his okay. calories, and I think must. This is every day, six thousand calories every, every day. Every day, huh? So uh, that is why again, I, as I told you, you need need a, a someone, a coach to keep an eye on you, yeah. to give you an unbiased technique. Okay. The best thing that that what I do for my athletes is is give them a give them a specific range of calories. Now, now you know. Now I don't need them to be very precise with them. Okay, so probably let's say I'll start with let's say I have to give an athlete uh, coming out of contest. So I won't give him a specific number. It will be okay. Try right. to keep yourself between eight eighteen hundred two thousand calories. Also, what I what what I want them is to normalize the the process of you know getting out of that prep. So what I'll suggest is maybe go and uh, like have one meal outside every week. Okay, that is something like okay. from one week, like let's say, then I'll like I once I know that he is getting control over the food, then I'll say him, okay, now now do one thing, have the entire day outside, but be mindful. Okay, um, see, binge eating post competition is pretty normal. I'm not I'm not going to yeah. you know uh, like uh, like for example, uh, athlete come back to me and tells me that sir, I have not control me. Okay, so I have let's say something. Like whatever it is, let's let's say I binge on some sweets and desserts. Now I'm not going to co- try to compensate him. By you know cutting down his calories, I have to now be khali, na. So let us not increase your calories or cut down on calories. Okay, binging uh-huh. post competition is completely fine. Okay, that is going to happen psychologically. The see, uh, we have to also understand that now the barriers are not there. Okay, before right. the prep, before he stepped on the stage, the stage was the stage was his barrier. How he looks right. on the stage is his barrier now. Nobody wants to risk risk that. Okay. Like uh, each one of us fear the unknown, right? Are you going to risk thinking the fear of the unknown, right? Like, what if I eat one rice cake? Is it going to harm harm me? I don't know. But do you want to take that risk? Not at all. Right. Right. The fear of the unknown. Okay. But the thing is that now now the fear is not there. Okay. Now the barriers right. are not there. Is that because oh. stage pe chhod gaye, price tha, jeetna tha, harna tha, wo sab ho gaya. Okay. Now the since the barriers are down, you're going to find that. Just think of it is sixteen twenty weeks of dieting is going to take on you restrictive dieting. Yeah, ये खाना था ये नहीं खा पाया वो खाना था वो नहीं खाया दोस्त का बर्थडे आ गया गर्लफ्रेंड का बर्थडे आ गया कम खा लिया आधा पीस केक ऑफ खा लिया now all these barriers are not there okay so binge eating post like I don't want them to go on a spur of like fifteen days they are eating 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 and then but if if a, if an athlete come back to me and say that sir uh, last week में ना हर दूसरे दिन उटर
So right. there, there are multiple things here. Um, one thing is, um, so, uh, so on this topic again, like you are going to, th- 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 this was probably the worst decision that you took in your life to keep both of us in the same <laughs> podcast. On, on the same to topic, the same you are going to get more on, I am going to uh, say the points that he just forgot to say, uh, forgot to uh, say out here. So um, one of the things is um, the competi- uh, the one thing that he said, there is, there are a lot more things in the uh, in life beyond uh, bodybuilding competition. The important th- reason why that needs to be uh, built up in an athlete is what he missed out. And the reason why you do that is because once the competition is done, they are like, what do you do? My life is incomplete now. I really have no nothing to look forward to now. The, uh, there is and there is this very few people actually acknowledge this actually in these last two three years it is first time that we are seeing a lot more people acknowledging this thing that mm-hmm. after the competition there is a lot of like post traumatic stress disorder kind of a disorder here where they literally are lost everywhere and there is a lot of depression also a lot of athletes get this depression there are body image issues that go really high like they were on stage they already this is why he said like before uh, i take someone i need to know if that person has body image issues or not because if he had body image issues he went on stage where hundreds of people just judged him and now he came back now his cravings are taking him uh, take uh, like you know coming up now he wants to eat everything binge everything and one of those days he lets himself lose the next day even if he wakes up bloated he is going to feel like he has put on fats mm. and now they get into that circle binge eat starve binge eat starve binge eat starve and there is no way getting out of uh, to get out of this uh, and you would be surprised but there are actually statistics that uh, it is not women who have this more <laughs> it is more amongst the men men bodybuilders men physique athletes uh, amongst whom because now they take pride that is their identity now they can't move away from there uh, right. second thing is um, when it there are different ways of getting them back to their normal eating habits one of it is um, like <coughs> one of it is where you bring them into intuitive eating you tell them to eat whatever they are uh, you know whatever they like at least for a few days uh, but then again keep a, a moderation not restrict themselves there is a fine line between this uh, but yeah uh, <coughs> intuitively if you are craving way too much about uh, like you are craving one specific food way too much don't restrict yourself you have reached that point where you are craving this much because you restricted so much so much yes. if you restrict it even more there is going to like you the day you let yourself lose it is not going to be just that one food it is going to be that food and everything else that is there in that store and or till your uh, money gets over <laughs> in your wallet that, that is the only they, these are the only two uh, consequences of this uh, uh, part so yeah so um, there are a lot and you need to uh, handhold them like um, uh, i prepped shobit this time of course uh, we got very little time to prep for him but again we um, three weeks after the competition i think two three days back we again gave, uh, had a call i asked him how is it uh, do you crave then he gave me his insights then, uh, so now he, he doesn't have any cravings so now how do we go forward i told him like at this point he's in a great mental state to get back on the diet measure foods and there won't be any cravings i told him no again another 20 25 days you are not going to um, uh, count foods if at all you want you have that urge to count foods 
fine go ahead uh, enter those foods in uh, on my fitness pal at least you will know that where you are but you are not going to measure foods every day and in my fitness pal also when you are entering it it will be an approximation you are not going to measure foods and then enter it in my fitness pal you are going to eat food and then just by looking at the plate you are going to estimate how much did you eat so there has uh, this also needs to happen and an athlete needs to acknowledge that you know after the competition i am going to uh, put on some more fats this lean condition where i have veins popping out of everywhere this is not going to uh, stay with me for a long time and i don't want that to stay especially with women it is not healthy by the time they by the time they get on stage they are definitely going to uh, um, a lot of them will have uh, irregular periods or their periods will have stopped so uh, for them it is yeah. extremely so, necessary for them to acknowledge that they are going to lose out on that leanest condition where the entire world is you know applauding them okay. and the second thing that um, they yes they are going to get fat and this is very important for them to uh, take care of their periods that uh, getting their health factors back up this is more important so letting go of that image of their body is going to is going to be important and to the listeners whoever is an athlete i would say uh, see um, if you got acknowledge this one thing that you are going to uh, uh, get fat and acknowledge this with a belief that if you went to that uh, stage condition once you can definitely go back to that condition once more it is not going to it is it was not a one time thing you will definitely go back again but you will never be in a condition where you will look better every year if you do not uh, you know uh, take control of your mind over here your mind is a very powerful tool which is strong enough to make you uh, get up get out of your house at 3 am in the morning travel a distance of 5 to 10 kilometers even and then binge eat on the foods that are sold on the streets whatever is open at that time your mind is such a strong tool to uh, make you do that so get hold of that if you control that then the entire future is in your pocket yeah also like one one thing that i'll definitely uh, tell my athlete post competition mm-hmm. is for next one at least one year do not compete at all okay that is that is something that is i'm going to definitely tell my athletes is no no yeah, exactly. for, right. yeah no no like for example if somebody has competed in this year's ic and no competing for you for in 2020 uh, whatever it is, is it will look in the 2021 because i mean i think it takes around like uh f- 5 to 6 months for you to get back on the regular basis and if i'm after that 5 to 6 months if i'm going to start yeah. the prep after like maybe a month or so yeah. that that isn't going to be healthy for anyone so again and like i don't want any of my athletes to you know compete back to back um again not healthy considering that you did a long prep of 20 weeks 20 24 weeks and then you go back to normal and then you find out kare ek ek mahine ke baad wapas prep to shuru karna hi hai again it's not going to be neither is going to be healthy or neither is going to help to you improve your whatever the the condition that you went last year the next year if you're going to compete you're not going to see a major difference in that stop stop reading what uh, or watching what ronnie coleman okay. or phil heath or kai green did you you cannot replicate what they did yeah, you are not going to put on another 2 pounds of muscle like they did yeah. in the next competition at the same body fat yeah. so stop following what they did or and stop listening to advice from mcavelli motivation you can take that in for motivation but take only motivation don't take motivation no, to I, 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 take motivation also from that <laughs> yeah don't do that 
So, so uh, no, uh, something, just one last thing. Like uh, when you mentioned Bobby, the thing is with him also, I, I followed something similar that uh, once that was during the entire one month before the show, I had told him, uh, now you can't lie to me that you don't crave for anything. This is what he used to do for the entire eight months. So this time I told him, you can't lie to me. Make a list of all the foods that you want to eat. Don't worry about that. Just make a list of that. So once the competition was done for the next 10 days, no measuring food, he can eat as much as he wants, whichever food he wants. And this is exactly what he did. After that, uh, the, after that, uh, those 10 days when he gave me the updates, uh, my question was the same thing. Are you craving for anything? Do you want to go for more time or uh, are you ready? Is it okay for you to count your calories? So he was like, no, now I don't, I'm not craving for that one. And after that, we started at relatively higher calories than he was uh, at before. So after a month or so, he still gets cravings every once in a while. But, so, but really, compared to all the other athletes who I talked to, the fair has, this approach has worked for this guy relatively well. Uh, so I think uh, that's about it. Uh, uh, okay, we will end the podcast over here. Uh, it has gone for pretty long. Uh, just before we uh, end this here, uh, you can, we both can uh, let us know where to find you on social media or anywhere if anyone wants to get in touch with you, where to find you and how to find you. So uh, I'm available on Instagram. My, my Instagram handle name is Dr. Underscore Who Underscore Lift. Dr. Who Lives. Dr. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is there on Facebook also. <laughs> so, Adiket uh, Dr. Dash, right? Uh, but not like that active on active on. <laughs> so, if they just want to drop you a message, they can do that. I'm there on Insta- I'm uh, there on Instagram as well. Coach Aniket with an H, Aniket ends with an H, that is one differentiating factor here. <laughs> or just search Aniket Shetty, uh, again Aniket with an H, on Instagram or Facebook, both the places. Drop in a message if you have any doubts to either of us. Either of us we yes. are not uh, okay. really that pricey at this moment. At this moment, <laughs> to not respond maybe, to maybe, maybe 20 but years from now. Yeah, probably. Probably we may not respond to each other some <laughs> few years down the line. But right now we are. Uh, so you can always drop your messages and ask us whatever you want to ask. Just a fun fact uh, between Aniket and Aniket Shetty. People used to uh, many I have times. got refunds because they <laughs> Let me cut the chase. I have got refunds. I, I don't think they have. Uh, you have got my clients. No. Okay. Um, I have. There have been calls where I talk to them. Uh, yeah, no, I am Aniket Shetty. Yes, doctor Aniket. No, no, I am Aniket Shetty. Yeah. No, there has been. There has been. There has been times. Uh, I think we had that live session, right, oh, with students on INFS. Yeah. So we used to have that live live session with INFS where um, we used to had a chat where we used to clear out any doubts or queries. Oh yeah, live chats. Yeah, yeah. Live chats. It's, yeah. it's a long time back. And that time, uh, many students used to uh, just think that he is the doctor and I am the other Aniket. Aniket with the H. <laughs> and he he didn't even try to correct them. I I used to message like, what the fuck, man. 
लेकिन यही से चलने थे थोड़ा सा तो हो रहा है ना मेरे को अच्छा लग रहा है अच्छा लग रहा है मेडिकल इश्यूज आई कैन आंसर दे बट आई डोंट because now it it will be a legal obligation he won't have that even since he has that license yeah that is there that is there yeah theek hai chalo fir thank you for yes. uh, making time yeah. for this yes thank you uh, we'll end this let if there is any other any other request again for either of you or both of you i'll again pay for follow you both so yeah. thank you yes, so much sure. thank uh, you let's wait until next time yes thank so, you bye bye, bye. So that was it for this podcast. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed listening to both of these guys and if you want to get in touch with either of them, you can easily get in touch with them through Instagram. If you want to look for Dr. Aniket Jadhav, he his Instagram handle is dr_who_lives, doctor who's doctor who lives and Aniket Shetty as coach Aniket C O A C H A N I K E T H no spaces in between. and thank you so much for listening to this podcast and if you enjoyed listening to this please subscribe to this podcast and share with your family and friends and we are open to honest opinions from you so you can directly give it to us and thank you so much for listening to this 